Teal for a beautiful smile, the life of Riley for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And right now, it's the life of Riley. Well, it's Good Neighbor Week in the community where our hero, Chester A. Riley, lives and works. So let's drop in at the high school auditorium and see what's going on at the special meeting that the Neighborhood Community Council is holding. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as the crowning climax of Good Neighbor Week, your committee is pleased to present the grand award to two citizens who have been voted typical good neighbors. First, an upstanding member of this fair community, Mr. James M. Gillis. Friends, I thank you. Believe me, I didn't ever dream I would be elected, and the 50 voters I gave free bacon to can vouch for that. I just want to say that in loving my neighbor, I am only following the golden rule. Do others as they do you. And now, the other recipient of this award, a good neighbor who has always taken a keen interest in civic affairs, a pillar of his state, a pillar of his community, and a pillar of his family, Mr. Chester A. Riley. Mr. Riley, where are you? Over here, behind this pillar. <laughs> Ladies and gents, I can't tell you how proud I am to grab off this reward. When I first moved in amongst you, I was a lonely man trying to win the confidence of my neighbors. And today I'm proud to say I'm one of the biggest confidence men in town. <laughs> Yes, sir, Riley, old pal. We're important guys now, all right. Ah, you said it, Brother Gillis. Our picture in the paper and everything. Uh, when is the photographer snapping us? Sunday. And just think, Riley, on Monday, millions of people will be sitting at the breakfast table eating their breakfast. They open a paper, and suddenly they see our faces... And they stop eating. <laughs> they close their mouths and say, Look at those two guys. Why can't I be a loving neighbor like that? Ain't it wonderful that they picked us, huh? Well, after all, ain't we always been loving pals from way back? Oh, sure. You always stood by me. Yeah. When we was kids in school, who helped me with my homework? You did. Yeah. And when you got left back, who stayed behind with you? <laughs> I did. Comrades in the true meaning of the word. And whenever I needed you, Gillis, you was there. Why, when my boy Junior was born, who called the doctor? You did. I did. Who drove my wife to the hospital? You did. I did. Who paced up and down the corridor with me? You did. I did. Believe me, Gillis, Junior had never been born without you. <laughs> Yeah, Riley, 
Riley. When I think what you mean to me, I, I, I get all choked up with emulsion. Thanks, Gillis. Thinking of you makes me choke, too. Believe me, Riley, I'd do anything for you. And I'd do anything for you. Why, I'd cut off your right arm for you. Well, here we are. Uh, yeah. It's time to say goodbye now. Yeah, well, good night, Gillis, sweet friend. Good night, Riley, darling. I'll meet you at the bus stop tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget, tomorrow it's my turn to throw myself in front of the bus to make it stop. <laughs> well, good night, Riley. Good night. <laughs> hey, what was that? Something hit me in the oh, face. Oh, don't get excited, Gillis. It's only Douglas. Now, look, Riley, I'm getting sick and tired of your pigeons attacking me. Especially that big, fat Douglas. That's the fourth time this week he swooped down on me. That sweet bird didn't mean no harm. He just mistook you for a worm. Yeah, well, he better watch out Or one of these days I might mistake that pigeon for my dinner You do that to my boy's pigeon? Now, take it easy, Gillis Who do you think you are? I am a you guy who ain't gonna stand Douglas, no So help me, pigeon. I'm gonna... Oh, oh, Brother Gillis Is this us? Squabbling over a squab <laughs> Oh, Brother Riley What have we done? Yeah. What have we said? We're supposed to be good neighbors. Yes, we are. Here we are, fighting like man and wife. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, I'm so ashamed, I, I can't look you in the face. Oh, have courage. Look me in the face. <laughs> this can't never happen again, Riley. It's our duty to act intelligent. You're right, Gillis. We gotta use our heads. That's the only way to cement our friendship. The chairman said... Riley, eat your breakfast. Okay. And then the chairman said... Riley, this is the fourth time you've told me. Yes, sir, Peg. Last night was a great honor for me and Gillis. Well, I only hope you two won't be scrapping before the week's over. Why, Dumplin', how can you say such a thing? Me and Gillis have stuck together all our life. Why, we're insufferable. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to come between us. Well, all right. Now finish your breakfast. That newspaper photographer will be here soon. Oh, I'm all through. I just want to wash down my breakfast with a cigar. Oh, you're going to smoke. In that yeah. case, I better open the window. I resent that, Peg. This is a 25-cent cigar. What? You're spending a quarter on a cigar? Yeah. Oh, but I get a rate. If I buy one, I get nine free. <laughs> Oh, look, Peg, look. There's Douglas sitting on the fence. Ain't he handsome? <laughs> yes, he is cute. Look at the way he's billing and cooing with that big fat lady pigeon. Oh, it reminds me of the time I was courting you. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, <laughs> excuse me for calling you a pigeon. I mean... Oh, read your paper. Yeah, I... What's that? Hmm, what? That, that, that popping noise. Well, I don't know. Look out and see. Hey, what do you think you're doing, Egbert? You just do it again and I'll show you. Oh, it's only Junior and Egbert Gillis playing. Oh, it's wonderful how nice those kids get along. But, Riley, it sounded as those if... Those boys love each other. Look, look at the way they got their arms around each other's throat. <laughs> Riley, they're not playing. Well, then why is Egbert stroking Junior's hair? He's not stroking it. He's pulling it. Oh, 
Riley, they're fighting. Fighting? But they can't. Gillis and me Riley, are... Riley, the... look what that little fiend Egbert's doing. Now, 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 Dumplin', remember that darling little fiend is the son of my best friend. But look what he's doing to your son. Now, don't get excited. They'll stop in a second. Oh, my eye, my eye. You see? They stop. <laughs> Riley, how can you stand there when your own child may be... Oh, oh Junior, oh. what happened? Did he hurt you? Here, let me see. Oh. <gasps> Riley, look at his eye. Uh, uh, well, it looks perfect to me. Not that one, the black one. <laughs> just, just look at it. We'll say something. Uh, uh, Junior, you've got no business hitting poor Egbert's fist with your eye. <laughs> He started it. Hegbert hit me first. Riley, you march right over to the Gillises now and you... Now, wait, Dumplin'. Let's not make trouble. Maybe Junior was in the room. Oh, it was all Hegbert's fault. He was shooting his pop gun at my pigeons. There. Now are you satisfied? Well, what harm can a little pop gun do? I... It's... <coughs> what happened to the front half of my cigar? <laughs> Just shot it off. Now will you go? But why not be tolerant? After all, I still got half a cigar left. <laughs> Junior, get me my pipe. Riley, are you going to let that roughneck Egbert shoot at us? He'll wreck the house. Oh, all right. I'll close the window. What damage can a little pop gun do? <laughs> all right. Now, if you won't go over there, then I'll go. Now, wait a minute, Peg. I'm still the head of this house, and nobody can tell me what to do. I'll go myself. But listen, honeybee, sweetheart. Don't you sweetheart me, James Gillis. You oh. go over and fix that Riley boy. But why make a fuss, sugar throat? Junior didn't do nothing to Egbert. Nothing? You call it nothing when he pulls a handful of curls out of Egbert's head? But look on the bright side. This month, we won't have to lend him to Barber College. Oh, if you don't go over to that Riley... But I and... keep telling you I can't, I can't. Riley's my pal. Only yesterday, I told him I loved him. Oh, you once told me you loved me. But this time, I was sincere. <laughs> okay, okay, put down the broom. I'll go, I'll go. Oh, marriage. One of these days I'm going home to my mother. <laughs> oh, 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 Riley, I, uh, I uh, was just going over to see you. Yeah, well, I was just coming over to see you, Gillis. Uh, Riley, uh, about your junior. Well, I come about your Egbert. What about him? Uh, my wife made me. My wife made me, too. <laughs> Wives. Always making us men do things we don't want to. Why do we ever marry him? They make us do that, too. <laughs> but we won't let this come between us. You bet we won't. So what if Junior pulls some curls out of Egbert's head? That's right. So what? Uh, Egbert's still got half a head of hair left. Sure. And what if Egbert did close one of Junior's eyes? Sure. Junior's still got one eye open. <laughs> no, sir. Our wives ain't gonna stampede us into no scrap. We got nothing to fight about, Brother Gillis. It was all my Junior's fault. Uh, pardon me, Brother Riley. It was my Egbert's fault. Oh, no, no. It was Junior's fault. It was Egbert's. And you hereby have my permission to whack him. 
No, no, it was Junior's fault, and I order you to whack him. <laughs> Riley, I said Egbert started it. Can't you get that through your thick skull? Egbert didn't start it. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> your Egbert ain't got the brains to start nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, your dopey Junior's got even less brains. I'm telling you, Junior ain't to blame. Junior, 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 you give me a pain with my Junior. My egg boy took a punch on a Junior's pigeon. And the pigeon deserved it. He ate up half of your garden. He did not. My wife was standing there. Never wheel. mind your wife. That's a horse of another color. <laughs> now, just a moment. Watch what you say. Remember, when you say horse, you're speaking of the mother of my children. <laughs> All I say is that your Egbert's innocent no matter what you say Oh, so I'm a liar, huh? Yeah Okay, that settles it Put up your duke They're up I'm coming at you, you're right. I'm waiting for you, you weasel Why, you're... Pop, the photographer from the newspaper is here Good morning, good morning I'm from the Daily Gazette I'm here to take the good neighbor photograph That's us We're the good neighbors Me and this weasel Fine, fine. Now, this picture is for the front page, so it has to be just right. Now, relax, Mr. Riley. Open up your fist. We don't want that rock in this picture. Okay, let's get it over with. Fine. Now, let's have a real neighborly pose. Uh, put your arms around each other's shoulders. That's it. You let's get your elbows out of my ribs. <laughs> Who's gonna make me? Now, look pleasant, please. Riley, remove your fingers from out of my spine. You ain't got no spine, you jellyfish. <laughs> now, now let's have a little smile. But shoving, Gillis. Who's shoving? You're shoving. Cut it out, Riley. Right That's it. Steady. You ask for it, Riley. Take this. Well, you take this. I got it. Oh, you move. <laughs> and that was my last plate. Oh, well, it'll have to do. I've got to bring something to my editor. Hey, wait a minute, mister. Wait, look. Now look what you've done, Gillis. What I done? This is the end. I'm through with you, Gillis. And I'm the kind of guy, when I say I'm through with you, watch out, because I'm not. Theo will bring in the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter with an important message about teal, the modern liquid dentifrice. This morning when you brushed your teeth, did you notice anything unusual about your gums? Were they sore or tender? And did you just shrug it off without making up your mind to do something about it? Well, remember, sore gums are often the first sign of serious dental trouble. They're nature's warning to watch out. When gums are sore, there are just two common sense things to do. First, see your dentist... And second, heed the advice of dental authorities. When gums are sore, brushing the teeth with toothpastes and powders which contain harsh abrasives is irritating. Often makes things worse. And that means just one thing. A quick change to teal, the liquid non-abrasive dentifrice. Because it contains no abrasives, teal does not harm tender gums. Teal is good for tender gums. In fact, because teal is a liquid, it reduces the irritating effect of the brush itself, authorities say. Teal lets you massage your gums gently. You'll especially like the way teal makes teeth look sparkling clean, the way it helps sweeten the breath and gives your mouth a refreshed, tingling taste. So if gums are sore, see your dentist and switch to teal. 
Better yet, don't wait for that warning signal. Get teal now and follow directions on the package. Remember, that's teal, T-E-E-L, teal, the modern liquid dentifrice. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Shortly after Riley and his lifelong pal Jim Gillis were picked as ideal neighbors by the local community council, they got into a terrific battle. To make matters worse, the fight occurred while they were posing for a newspaper picture. The camera caught them at the worst possible moment, and now the embarrassing picture has appeared in the evening paper. Oh, look at this picture, Peg. Gillis and me laying in the gutter, right on the front page. Well, it's your own fault. But I'll never live this down. Look what it says. Good neighbors fall all over each other. I'll be disgraced. Well, it's your own fault you got yourself into such a ridiculous position. You should have used your head. I did use my head. I kept butting Gillis in his stomach with it. Ah, quit worrying, Pop. You're famous now. I am? Well, sure. All the kids in school are giving you the horse laugh. You hear that? This picture is making me ridiculous. I'm suing that paper for libel. Oh, but it isn't such a bad picture, Pop. It looks just like you. Well, then I'll sue him for damages. <laughs> oh, cool off, Riley. Let's forget about the whole thing. Well, I got my dinner to fix. Oh, Junior, go take your school books off the dining room table. Uh, forget it, she says. That's easy to say. I won't forget this till the day I die. Oh, there, Riley. Would you mind repeating that? <laughs> uh, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell. The Friendly Undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you dropped in, Digger. I, I've got the blues. Oh, then what you need is someone to pick you up. And I'm just the man to do it. <laughs> Why don't you come to the movies with me? There's a jolly one at the Bijou that's sure to cheer you up. Uh, what's the name of the picture? The Big Sleep. <laughs> Why not join us? My business colleagues and I are going as a body. <laughs> and I'll drive you there in my new sports roadster. It's a two-tone job. Ebony black with light black stripes. <laughs> Colorful, but cute. Well, I just ain't in the mood, Digger. You see, I'm in disgrace. There's a picture of me and my good neighbor, Gillis, in a terrible fight. Ah, the good neighbor. You go shopping and he borrows some sugar. You bring home your pay envelope and he borrows some more of that sugar. You introduce him to your sweetheart and he tries to borrow that sugar. I adore neighbors. They're so gay. <laughs> Well, Gillis ain't. But you and he were bosom friends. Oh, I must patch things up between you. Ah, oh, it's impossible. Oh, my friend, leave everything to me. A poetic colleague of mine once wrote, I quote, Two neighbors fell out and the breach was wide. Digger took them in hand. Now they're side by side. <laughs> Riley, you must set an example for people everywhere. Go to Gillies. Apologize. Be humble. You're right, Digger. That's just what I'll do. Good. And now I'd better be shoveling off. 
so that's it, Peg. I'm going over to Gillis's and apologize. My head's made up. Well, that's fine. The sooner the better. I'm going over as soon as he finishes dinner. He'll be in a good mood then, and I... Hmm, whatever they're cooking over there sure smells great. Yes, sir, that aroma has a wonderful odor. It smells like chicken. Chicken? Well, it couldn't be. I saw honeybee in the market today, but there was no chicken, so she bought some halibut. Well, from the smell of that halibut, it's got feathers on it. I'm positive it's chicken. I don't have this nose on my face just to make me handsome. Hey, Pop, my pigeon Douglas, he's missing. He's gone. Oh, no, no, take it easy, Junior. There's nothing to worry about. Oh, forget Douglas is a bachelor pigeon. He likes to go out with the boys. Right now, he's probably out in the park, higher than a kite. <laughs> never stays out this late. Something must have happened to him. Well, when did you see him last, dear? This morning, on the Gillis's back porch. <laughs> Gee, I can't get over how good that chicken smells over at Gillis's. I wonder where he... Wait a minute. Junior, where did you see your pigeon last? Riley, you mean... Oh, no. Oh, gosh, Pop. Well, you don't think Mr. Gillis is cooking my pigeon? No, no, no. Wait a minute, son. Don't, don't, let, let's be tolerant. We, we ain't sure it's our pigeon. Ask yourself, is Gillis the kind of a guy to do a thing like this? Why, he can be trusted 100%. I remember when we were co-treasurers of the lodge and $3 was missing and only one of us could have taken it. You're right. That's our pigeon. <laughs> I'm beginning to smell a rat that smells like a chicken and could be a pigeon. <laughs> Where's my camera? I'm going to photograph the evidence. Riley, where are you going? I'm going over to Gillis's and find out what's cooking. Yeah? Oh, uh, Gillis, old pal. Good morrow this evening. You? You? Yeah, I, I come to apologize. You what? I want to apologize, old pal. It was all my fault. Oh, so you admit you was a skunk. Who admits? I insist. Well, that's different. Come in, Riley, old pal. Come in. Well, thanks, Gillis. I, uh, oh, hello, honeybee. I come to apologize. Well, you should, you big baboon. Now, now, honeybee, no harsh words. Riley ain't so big. <laughs> Gillis, old pal. I'm glad we buried the hat check. And to celebrate, I'm taking you folks to dinner. Dinner? Great. Where we go? Well, there's no place like home. Where do I sit? <laughs> well, of all the nerves. Honeybee, please, that's no way to talk to our new dinner guest. Uh, uh, you sit here, Riley, old friend. All right. Hey, honeybee, save up the main course. Yeah, let's have a look at it. Well, here you are, Jim. Here, you carve the bird. Okay. Oh, ain't that beautiful, Brother Riley? I see we're having, uh, chicken. Correction, Riley, old pal. This ain't no chicken. Oh, how stupid of me. I should have known it was, a uh, uh, turkey. Riley, any turkey as small as this would still be in the egg. <laughs> oh, it ain't turkey and it ain't chicken. Gillis, it ain't by any chance an eagle. Oh, who eats eagles? Can't you tell a squab when you see it? Squab. That's a pigeon. That's a pigeon. Riley, don't get excited. You'll get your share. <laughs> well, I'll start cop. Don't move, Gillis. Riley, 
What are you doing with that camera? Hold that pose. I got it. Evidence. This picture will fix you, Gillis. Riley, have you gone nuts? Don't try to brace it out, you pigeon murderer, you. I'll fix you. I'm calling the cops. When you stole my pigeon, you cooked your goose. <laughs> Operator, get me the police. I'll fix them. It's nothing but murder. Police headquarters. Hello, police. I want to report a murder. What? Murder? Who is that? Chester Riley, 1313 Blueview Terrace. They killed Douglas. He was just an innocent Who little... Gillis, next door. Don't touch anything. We'll be right over. Uh, that'll show him. Riley, what happened? Did Gillis Don't really... worry. I just phoned the cops. Peg, they're eating Douglas. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you positive? Peg, have I ever made a mistake? Well, you know what I think, Riley? I think th Riley, listen. Police cars. That's them. Boy, what fast workers. Riley, look. Four squad cars. Yeah, they're going into Gillis's house. Oh, they got their guns drawn. Oh, they'll need guns to get food away from Gillis. <laughs> There must be some mistake. After all, it was only a pigeon. Uh-huh. They got him. They're dragging him out. Now they're coming here. I'm ready for him. They adore me. I didn't do it. Quiet. Pipe down. Pipe down. Riley, they think I'm a murderer. Tell them who I am. I didn't do it. You're my pal. Tell them. He done it. <laughs> no, no. I swear I'm insolent. <laughs> Don't believe him, officer. He's guilty. Make him write a confession and I'll sign it. <laughs> no, no, Riley, you're my pal. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's the body? In his kitchen. You're crazy. There's no body in his kitchen. Well, if it ain't there, then he ate it. <laughs> oh, well, if he ate it, that's... Ate it! Hello? Junior? What? You're sure? Well, come home right away. Oh, this is terrible. What's what that? is it, Riley? That, that was Junior. Douglas is alive. Alive? How do you know? He just laid an egg. <laughs> Douglas? Egg? Forty years on the force is too long. I'm resigning tomorrow. Oh, now, now, don't you see, officer? Douglas is a pigeon. A pigeon? A pigeon? All this fuss on account of a pigeon. Four squad cars for Douglas. Now, just a minute, officer. Not Douglas. From now on, it's... Dolores. Just think, my own son's pigeon is a mother. Here, officer, have a cigar. Riley's will be back in half a minute. When gums are sore, they're trying to tell you avoid further gum irritation. Change from toothpaste or powder to teal, the non-abrasive liquid dentifrice. Teal not only makes teeth sparkling clean, but actually is good for tender gums. That's T-E-E-L, teal. I forgive you, Riley, old chum. After all, how could you know I bought that squab? Ah, uh, thanks, Gillis. And from now on, I'll never accuse you openly of being a crook, no matter what I think. <laughs> Shake, Gillis. Shake, Riley. Ah, uh, peace is wonderful. Can you imagine what things would be like if all the countries in the world acted like Riley and Gillis? Procter & Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. 
William Bendix is currently starring in the Paramount picture Two Years Before the Mast. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. Tonight's cast included Paula Winslow, John Brown, Tommy Cook, Elvia Allman, and Herb Vigran. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley. And remember, for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Everybody's talking about Dreft, the greatest dishwashing discovery in 2,000 years. D-R-E-F-T, Dreft, Procter & Gamble's sudsing miracle that washes dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Yes, that makes even glasses sparkle and gleam like you never dreamed was possible. Honestly, until Dreft came along, I never knew how dazzling clean my dishes could be. Why, even my nicest glassware positively shines, towel or no towel. Lady, that's because Dreft is different. Different from any soap or soap flakes you ever used. Dreft simply can't leave any sticky, cloudy streaks on dishes the way all soaps do. Yes, and for cleaning pots and pans, Dreft is out of this world. Dishpan grease just seems to melt away. And Dreft is kind to my hands, too. Ladies, try Dreft for your dishes. Remember, no soap in the world is the same as Dreft. Dreft, the amazing suds discovery that gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. That's D-R-E-F-T, Dreft, in the bright green package. Listen again next week when Teal for a Beautiful Smile brings you the life of Riley. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.